0: Altovis Peltzer. She is an award winning women's empowerment coach, a best selling author of A Stage of Their Own, and speakeasy, hashtag speakeasy podcast host. She was encouraged to write at an age of eight by her grandmother, and she later found that developing a love of writing would get her through many difficult situations. She founded the World Voice League and has been the host to the Speak Easy podcast for a few years. Now, we connected a few months ago and uh, Altoise was generous enough to send me a birthday wish. And I was like, hey, I really like what you're doing. Would you love to be a guest on my podcast? And she happily... um, joined in and said yes, absolutely, that would be awesome. So Altaviz, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on to the podcast.
1: It's always a pleasure being able to connect with other podcasters and, you know, share, you know, just even the smallest little sliver of hope. Um, I think right at this time we we could use a couple doses of those on a regular basis.
0: Absolutely. So being a beekeeper myself, it's and And we know that it's towards summertime and fall is coming. We see a lot less flowers blooming. So, yeah, there is some kind of um, need for some positivity because when it's springtime, we feel a natural glow around us. So we feel, you know, it it reflects on us and we're, we're happy and we're more positive but as as it comes close to winter time and fall time we do need a dose of positivity a dose of happiness and anywhere you can find it you want it, you want to snatch it and share it with the rest of the world so yes. thank you for oh. that <laughs> so tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard before and and I see that you've written couple of books and you've done a lot of writing in many different areas so tell us a little journey uh, you know a little story of you know how you came to be and um you know something that people haven't heard anywhere else
1: so i always tell my story because i am a victor over molestation Mm -hmm. uh i am someone who has been homeless i'm a single mother so you know that puts me on the outskirts of the in crowd. For the majority of things but one of the pieces of my story that i don't talk about often is the divorce mm. and it's interesting because people whether you're on the end of the person that initiated the divorce or the person that didn't initiate it there's this huge sense of failure that comes from Having to go through that whole process of separation after you've spent you know so much time with this person,
2: yeah,
1: uh, you know th- that has been your world, that's been your life, and there's always this sense of failure. And what I did not realize was how much of an impact and that sense of failure really followed me throughout the years, even after the divorce was final. Yeah. So it literally, it was a seed, and it. germinated and the roots went all throughout how I spoke about myself, uh, how I thought about myself, how I thought about business and finances. And it it really did affect me in a, a bigger way than what I saw. So I really had to go back through a process of uprooting all of that stuff that was connected to the divorce and start over again by saying that I was enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not an easy process. And the year that I thought that I was going to do it, I said, yes, I'm going to do it. I got this. As mm-hmm. soon as I said it and confirmed it within my heart that that was what I was going to do. Another failure happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was actually evicted from my home. Oh. Yeah. So me and my children are literally taking all of our things and putting them on the sidewalk. Uh, and it it was crazy but that following day I had a decision to make do I still go on a trip that you know I was uh, had already had plans and was eager to go to or do I just go ahead and just scratch it and have my pity party and oh what well, was me and I'm going through you know this difficult situation yeah and that was the moment where I realized oh my goodness that one failure really did have a huge hold on me more than what I thought simply because I had invested so much into my relationship and being a mother and being a wife. And, uh, I had lost my identity. Yeah. I had completely lost it. And it was that next day. It was literally we were evicted December 31st of 2015. And it was January 1st of 2016 that I took that flight even in the midst of everything that we were going through, yeah. and it completely changed everything
0: that's really that's really crazy, because, right, so like you mentioned, right, if if you had canceled that trip, nothing would have come better of it because now you'd be drowning in even more sorrow and more pain. But getting away from it all and taking that trip it it's kind of like a reset right it helped you see things from a totally different perspective and, and it felt so
1: good mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is it awesome did. Uh, you know but something amazing happened on that, mm-hmm. that trip the first flight was just regular flight my second flight my ticket didn't have a group number mm-hmm. and so i had to go to the booth and let them know And they told me just to go in with group two. I said, all right, well, you know, I'll go in group two. Now, this is the part of the story that most people hear about. Uh um, Is that, you know, I go, they call group two, I stand in line, and they call my name over the loudspeaker. So I have to go back to the booth. And when I go back to the booth, they hand me a first class ticket. Hmm. And that completely changed how I saw everything because even in the midst of my situation, if I don't just push through a little bit harder, a little bit more, if I don't take that next step. I don't know what first class um, upgrade is going to be waiting for me on the other side. Oh, my
0: God. That's powerful. <laughs> you got to keep pushing through to get that diamond, right? Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Definitely. And so I noticed that you recently interviewed Donny Boyvin on your podcast.
1: He's awesome, isn't he? He is an (laughs) amazing
0: gentleman. And uh, I'm in his group, uh, the champions group, and he's every day, he's bringing positivity. He's asking questions. And one time he had this image posted where it's an image where two people are digging And one guy comes up and he's got this tiny diamond he shows off. And this guy's like, whoa, this guy found this diamond down there. And he stops digging his own, you know, his struggle. And he jumps into the other hole like, okay, let me go find my, you know, find a diamond in there. And then they zoom out from that picture and you see that there's a huge diamond Mm -hmm. where he was digging. like. If he had only continued his own route and then that's a little while longer, just a little while longer because everybody comes from a totally different journey from a totally different mindset from totally, you know, everybody has their individual stories and journeys and, and their individual characteristics and no two people are the same. Even if they're twins, They have such a different personality and you've got to stop being a copycat and do your own thing.
1: And, you know, it's interesting. When it came to my journey, Mm -hmm. um, when I tried to follow the structure and the strategies, because can I be honest and say that? Absolutely. the gurus, they they got it. They got strategies. They mm-hmm. do. They have million dollar and billion dollar strategies. Amazing strategies. Yeah. But just because it's a billion dollar strategy does not mean it's going to be your billion dollar strategy. That's right. And I found myself bumping my head on a couple Gosh. walls trying to implement everything that I was being taught and, and mm-hmm. all of the things that were, you know you know, do it this way, go about it this way, change up this way. Mm-hmm. And none of it worked for me. I, yeah. That first year that I rebranded in 2016, the mm-hmm. first three classes that I went and marketed, I had absolutely no signups. Yeah. None. And it wasn't until that fourth thing, keep pushing. Mm-hmm. That fourth thing that I went and launched was my accountability group. And it was a membership. It was weekly accountability. Um, It's still going strong today, three years, almost four years later. And it turned into the foundation for my business, which is the World Voice League. Yeah. But if I would have stopped because I would have said, oh, well, I launched three times. Nobody signed up. Mm -hmm. And, And that that's just that. No, it, it just wasn't that wasn't what they wanted from me. hmm That
0: right. wasn't what
1: they needed
0: from me. Yeah, that's that's really powerful because it all comes down to doing those ten thousand experiments because it, it it it's all an experiment, right? Exactly. I mean, we all go through life experimenting. Is this gonna work? Is this gonna work? And sure, there are surefire things that you can go through and get to a stopping point because it's, it's all a matter of one journey to the next journey, to the next journey. You're, you're taking bus stops from one stop to the next stop. That bus is not going to take you any further than that stop. You got to get on your airplane or you got to get on your other train. You know, it's, it's different journeys. And sometimes you're like, okay, I'm here now where's the where's the starting point where where do i board on the next journey and a lot of time people are struggling to find that next boarding you know that that next gate where is that next gate and yeah that's that's really powerful
1: yes indeed and the other thing is we have to remember too that everybody's traveling the journey by a different means of and mode of transportation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You have some people that are walking, some people mm-hmm. that are driving, some yeah. people may be on a flight, some may be on a spaceship. Some, yeah. you know, everybody's traveling using a different mode of transportation. Just because that's the transportation that's working for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you.
0: Exactly. Not,
1: you know, you you have to have a driver's license. If you attempt to drive a car without a driver's license, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to give you the um the insight on that
0: one mm-hmm. it goes bad <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a really excellent point because like, spoiler to, alert it goes yeah, really bad. it's gonna go bad right it's <laughs> like when you first and and you can look at you can look at a child's you know life or even your own life you know when when did you start driving you're right you had to go take the test you have to get that driver's license then you try to drive and it's even for cycling if you if you think somebody else is you know, they're getting there faster because they're riding a bike. Well, you got to know how to ride a bike,
3: exactly. right?
0: And I was, so today I was taking my son to the appointment and I saw a sign behind a, a dump truck and it says, we're looking for operators and, you know, loaders or whatever. I'm like, you know, that's really interesting. I wonder what it would take somebody to be able to be hired. I'm sure they would need a different license, driver's license. To be able to operate a heavy machinery because the driver's license that we have to operate a level c car which is any car or a suv or a or a light truck but anything bigger than that the the dynamics the physics and everything all that change Mm -mm. exponentially exactly
1: exactly and it's a process because mm-hmm. before a certain age, you can't drive. Exactly. Yeah. Now we've had some try. I know there's a news, some 10 year olds and nine year olds that are out there trying, but there's a reason why mm-hmm. you're not supposed to drive into a certain age. And it's because of your reflexes. It's because of your mental capacity, your ability to focus. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many different things. So we can't, we can't force the process.
0: Yeah, you have to be a certain age, and and that goes directly into the you know my my son was asking me, when can I drive? Because he saw a a Mazda Miata parked at the gas station, and it's a tiny car. He's like, can kids buy that car? I'm like, sure. Like, can? But you need a driver's license. Like, well, can I pay and get a driver's license? Like, well, you have to meet the age requirement. You know, you gotta be at least 16 years old. Like, but why? Like, well, because you, you know, you've gotta have these mental capacities, be able to view all the mirrors and you know, look and judge around what is going on around you to be able to make those swift changes and and uh be able to drive safely. And a lot of the times you'll see Cars driving that it says new driver or student driver because they just got their license and they're just telling letting other drivers who's been driving for a while
3: beware (laughs) beware (laughs) I
0: (laughs) I might make a wrong turn and that that comes back to you know being or jumping into something like being a coach or being an author writing anything and. As entrepreneurs, that label should clearly say that we're an entrepreneur, meaning we might do some things that might not work. Right? Some, th- some things might work, some things might not. Just because I'm an entrepreneur, just because I have a driver's license, doesn't mean I'm 100% successful <laughs> at driving
3: exactly. because I
0: just started.
1: Exactly, you gotta understand what's gonna work for you mm-hmm. and and be okay with walking away. I think that's one of
0: the that's true
1: that's the most important things is that I have to be okay with saying no. I have to be okay with walking away. You know, some people get scared when it comes to firing a client or you know firing a coach or you know, just being able to
3: say, this isn't working let
1: me do something that's going to work instead. Yeah. Instead we'll stay in that that toxic you know environment, we'll stay in that toxic relationship mm-hmm. and it's dangerous. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Man. Some heavy stuff, some really knowledgeable and actionable stuff actually, right? All of this information is super actionable because, hey, if you're able to look at what your life is right now, see what mistakes you're making and able to accept those mistakes and learn from them and make a change, then you've learned something. Then you're growing.
1: Oh, most definitely. I tell people all the time, I, one of the reasons why I'm so transparent about my journey is because mm-hmm. I never want you to think that it's all, it's, it's all glitter and rainbows. Yeah. It, it's, it's not. Mm-mm. Would it, would I quit this and go back to working a job? No,
3: never. Yeah.
1: Never. But this, it has its bumps and bruises. I have my scars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, I have my battle wounds from, you know, doing this journey. And and I'm just five years in as an entrepreneur. Uh, in the first two years, I was still working. A, well, first three years, I was still working a full-time job. Yeah. And in the first two years, I wasn't even focused on what it is I wanted to do. Mm-hmm the first two years I was MLM and, and just trying to figure out something, trying to do it all. Yeah. And it, it takes you some time. And I think that's, that's one of the things that we don't discuss enough is that it's going to take time. You know, we have so many people that will go and push the overnight success and push, you know, you, Making a million dollars this weekend. Well, it's doable, uh, but they didn't do it overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They exactly. have about 100 million followers, which is yeah. why they were able to make a million in a weekend. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so true. You know, it reminds me of um, the different struggles that other people go through. Well, we're all other people. Going through different struggles, but uh, one specific story that I remember reading uh, Kevin Hart's book, right, his autobiography, and of course, Audible is so much easier. So I I, I did the Audible version, and and it was really awesome. Is that he, Kevin Hart himself? You know, read his own book.
1: Yes, and it was, and that, it was so funny listening to it was it, so funny. The book itself stood out.
0: Yeah, it did.
1: But listening to it in his actual voice, just, <laughs> that took me under.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. And then his story, right? His his work ethic. The reason he's been so successful is because he built that work ethic thanks to his mom.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: You're, <laughs> you're not doing nothing. You're going to be either swimming or going to school or being by my side. You know, she made sure that he was super busy all the time and then waiting all that waiting for waiting for a bus to get from one place to the other place. You know, they didn't have those luxuries, but then that built in him that that the resilience and the work ethic, which enabled him to go and build his, you know, ask his own terms for all the movies that he's in he writes his own dialogues mm-hmm. every single movie. And that's why everything comes so authentic because nobody else wrote it for him. It's him who's writing it down.
3: Exactly.
0: And I'm yeah. like, wow, dude, that's, I mean, that just blows my mind. I mean, writing your own, and he's, he's, he's essentially written his own ticket. And to be able to do that, right, he worked his ass off. He's like, we're going to go town to town to town. I'm gonna get these emails, we're gonna tell people we're coming, you know, and 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 then he took he did t- he did that journey. Really awesome. But like if if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to this book, you gotta check it out. And uh, it's really cool, awesome.
1: Most definitely. I think one of the things that stood out from his book. I'm, I'm such a reader, I'm a, a readaholic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that stood out was he was real about. You know, after the failure of the show, yeah, he really was going through depression and, and oh, yeah. it, he, he didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to get up. He didn't want to because you it was like you came off of this high. Mm-hmm. You, you had success. You had even if it was a small amount, if it was a big amount, you have success. Something yeah. happens and knocks the legs from underneath you and you're left trying to figure out what's next.
2: Yeah.
1: What's next? What What am I going to do now?
2: Yeah.
1: And even though those two words, it's only two words. It's a small sentence. That What's sentence next? is so hard to answer. Mm-hmm.
0: What's next for you?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that goes back to the point. You know, you've you've taken you've gotten on the bus. And in school, you know, going to to, uh, high school, going through college, four-year college, whatever, that's a bus trip, right? Everybody's (laughs) jumping on this bus. Some -hmm. people get left behind because they stopped, you know, the bus stopped, go use the restroom, whatever, and then people just didn't get back on the bus, you know, so they got left behind, they didn't finish college, they didn't get to their destination, but. Once you get to that destination. All right, you've got your degrees. And then that's why they have those amazing commencement speeches trying to tell you that keep doing what you're doing.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Don't give up your dream.
1: Don't do it. Be careful. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You'll be you'll be you'll be thinking about this this same moment. Mm Mm-hmm. 20 years from now you'll be looking at your children yeah. trying to explain to them the same thing that somebody tried to explain to you.
0: Mhm. One book that um I started reading uh it's called hmm. So in in it there was a quote about, you know, the this uh, the author asks this audience and asks them what do you think is the most expensive place and people are naming islands they're naming cities they're naming states and whatnot and and he goes no you're wrong it's like what do you mean it's like well the most expensive place is the graveyard
3: mm-hmm.
0: because people who've died who didn't follow through their dreams things they want to do because When you're on your deathbed, last day of your life, you're not going to be like, oh, man, I should have spent another day at work. Oh, man, I should have spent another day waiting in line. No, you think about those dreams that you have. Mm -hmm. Right. So this book by Todd Henry is called Die Empty, Unleash Your Best Work Every Day. So living by that philosophy, die empty, you know, get get your Ideas out in front of the world, yeah
3: Before- that's it mm-hmm. it's we think that
1: it's already been done,
0: yeah, right. That's the, <laughs> the imposter syndrome, right?
1: yeah, we think it's already been done, it's a saturated market, and so we we start to question, are we really supposed to be? The next dot, dot, dot. Are we really supposed to be going into this industry? And we really do question ourselves and say, no, well, no, it's enough people out there already doing that. And so I'm not going to write my book. Yeah. I'm not going to get on stage and speak. But when we do that, we're robbing somebody of their future.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: I mean, I mean, take a look at, in, in this world, we have Snapchat, right? Snapchat came out with this technology where they had 10-second videos. That's it. Facebook tried to buy them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then fa- <laughs> Snapchat said, no, we're not selling you this. So we're like, fine, we'll make another app. Facebook tried to make another app that mimicked it didn't really work but now now look at all the apps that are using that same technology in their apps Instagram Facebook uh, Twitter even has it right all of these apps have that same story capability just because one's doing it I mean that's why we have so many different grocery stores (laughs) sure you might go to one grocery store But there's a ton of grocery stores. There's a ton of dentists. There's a, because there's a billion, there's just 7.6 billion people in this world. Somebody needs to hear your story. So write that book when you can.
1: That's it. And it's interesting because I know somebody posted online Mm -hmm. the picture of the bread aisle. And they said, if you think that it's a saturated market, just walk down the bread aisle. Exactly. There's so many brands of bread. And and then they had the nerve to come out with the new bread. What well, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. it's bread. Exactly. It's bread. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's it's what people want. You yes. go down the chip aisle. Mm-hmm. It's what people want. It's there's there's a whole aisle just of bread. There's a whole aisle just of chips. There's a whole aisle just of water.
0: Yeah. I think, I think people, what they're, what they're hung up on is that they want the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like that company or that bakery that came out with the cronut. That's the next big thing. Like, whoa. But now everybody, every, <laughs> every bakery, you can get a cronut. Sure, it's not the original one, but it still tastes the same.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't want to get no backlash because... I haven't tasted the original. I've only tasted the one from Dunkin' Donut. <laughs> right. So, yeah. It's it's crazy.
1: Yeah. It it puts you in that that mindset of I'm not good enough. You know, you know how we get into that childhood mindset of yeah. I can't do it. I'm not big enough. Yeah. I'm not old enough oh, woe is me. I wish I was older so that way I could do it. And it's that, you know, that childhood mentality comes like rearing its head Yeah. Uh, in, in those times where we know we have the purpose, we have a vision, we have the passion for it, but we won't go after it because we are, we're also thinking about making sure the bills are taken care of and do yeah. they have holes in their shoes? And are they, is the electric paid for this month? You know, yeah. those types of things um, are always in the backs of, back of our mind. But here it is, we have a vision that can take us so much further. Mm-hmm. I was listening to an interview with Jeff Bezos and he was talking about, you know, one of the things that he did when he was when he was starting Amazon was that, you know, he was excited about it because he thought when I'm 80. Yeah. What am I going to think about this investment? What am I going to think about starting this company and what that's going to feel like? He's just like, man, even if I fail,
0: I tried. Yeah. You got to try. You've got to try. Or like um, Yoda says, it's do or do not. There is no try.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Oh, man. All right. Um, What is some of your motivations for the things that you do? I mean, we talked a lot about, you know, about the why we're doing these things because you know we're we're very motivated in helping others in reaching out and touching another person's soul. So what are some of your motivations on a daily basis? And I'm sure your children are one of them.
1: Yes, my babies, my babies. I am a single mother of four teenagers. Wow. Uh they keep me busy, 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 busy. Uh but one of the things that I always said over them was that I wanted them to have a different experience in life than what I ever had. Yeah. And I was born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, you know, there were there are many that I grew up with that are no longer here and, and I'm only thirty nine. Mm-hmm. And so there are many that did not make it past twenty five. There's many mm-hmm. that did not make it past twenty. And I said I wanted a different experience for them. Yeah. And so we, of course, no longer live in Philadelphia.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: live in a small town, but we're creating our own experiences. And they, they they range in their personalities, but they're mm-hmm. all into the arts. Yeah. Um, two of them have played. No, three of them played instruments or are still playing instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking, they're speaking different languages. They're wanting to travel the world. They love to travel here in the States. They, yeah. they, it, it's a different atmosphere for them completely. And that was one of the things, one of the things that drove me mm-hmm. was you know just having that different experience for them. Yeah. And so when they see me do stuff, it's interesting because when they see me do stuff, you know I'm still just mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just mom. I go live. She does this podcast thing. Yeah. She wrote a couple books and you know, she does something. Mm-hmm. And I my son, he made me smile the one day he came to me and he, he just he asked just as honest. He said, So how exactly do you make money? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where do you go? <laughs>
1: he's like, "What are you doing?" Because they, when they, when I worked a job, they saw me leave. They saw mm-hmm. me come back. They saw me stressed. They saw yeah. me, you know, a yeah. struggle. And and he, now I'm home, and I, like I said, I live stream. I,
3: mm-hmm. I do
1: my uh, my podcast. I'm writing books, and he's just like, "How exactly do you make money?" Yeah. And so you know, we had that conversation, and I broke it down for him, and he said, "Oh." He says, so people pay you to help them.
3: Mm -hmm. Yes. They pay me to help them tell their story.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what it is. Everything that I do, that's what it's connected to. It's helping somebody to tell their story.
0: That's really powerful. I love it. I love it so far. All right. Well, we've had a really amazing conversation get to learn about your journey, learn about, you know, why you do the things that you're doing and how you make money and <laughs> how, <laughs> how we all should be making money, you know, through helping each other out. And um, wherever your powers are, you know, go get those out to the world because that is, makes, that is what makes you unique. So there's some question that I that I always like to ask my guests towards the end. And um, what is one hobby that you wish you got into?
3: Hmm.
1: I have to say one of the hobbies that I wish I had gotten into was learning and like learning to play music. Hmm. I love to write. But I am... Um, a music junkie
2: mm-hmm.
1: like reading writing and listening to music that's that's me you would not find me for hours on end and my children had the opportunity to learn different instruments mm-hmm. or sing and um but the music is one of the things that really connects all of us yeah so the, the running joke in my home is if you were standing outside of my home and we never came out the door, you would not know what genre, you would not know what nationality lived in my home. <laughs> uh, reggae, reggaeton, calypso, jazz, r b hip hop, mm-hmm. K-pop. When I tell you, it runs the gambit.
0: That's awesome.
1: It runs the gambit. And there, my girls are actually into musicals. So oh, nice, learn about all the old musicals and learn about all the old singers and and, and things that they would do. I mean, it's just you would not know at all at any given time. there could be techno playing or there could be reggae music playing, and you would just be as confused as could be <laughs> as yeah. outside of the window
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely that's that's awesome. I love music as well, and uh, um it's it's really powerful what it can do and bring people together fantastic Thanks, now, now going in the same genre well a little bit over adding some visuals to the music part what would be your favorite movie or tv show
1: so i, I have a couple shows that i love i'm into the crime shows so mm-hmm. criminal minds is like top Mm -hmm. but um just recently because i've had a little more downtime yeah i started doing like how to get away with murder and Mm. freeze anatomy and most people would think okay well you're just you know binge watching those because they're on netflix no 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 Mm -hmm. um i love storytelling yeah and so certain shows are really good at storytelling Mm. and for instance, with how to get away with murder, how it's broken down that it it takes you through the season, it's taking you back to present day and then previous day, yeah. you know, back in the past. Mm-hmm. That just I love every bit of it. Yeah, it just drawled it. It drew me in completely, nice. um, but it also. You know, it intrigued me. You know, it made me think about things that I have going on. And it goes back to what Jeff Bezos was talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, projection and literally saying, okay, when I'm 80 and I look back on this, how am I going to (laughs) feel? And that's how we're seeing it. So I love crime shows. And I just found out recently through a conversation with my son, I really love heist movies. I don't know if if I should be saying this on...
0: (laughs) No, I think you're, you're absolutely 31. right. You're absolutely okay with talking about heist movies over here because one of the the greatest heist movie of all time is Endgame. They do a time heist. They go back in time.
1: Yes. I never even thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I absolutely love that. I My son was like, you know... He's because he just graduated high school, so we've been spending a little bit more time together. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, what movie do you want to watch? Yeah. You know, my favorites are, you know, Italian Job, going yeah. to seconds. Like, mm-hmm. I love those. All of the, well, not, I, I, okay, we'll say all of the Fast and Furious for the recording. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We can skip number three. It's okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> number three. I love how they were able to bring three back in later on. I know
0: they were. That was really good.
1: It was really good. And again, that's back to me, storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know? So three kind of threw me, yeah. but when they brought it back in, I was okay with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But man, just looking, just again, it's, you know, the anticipation, the buildup and something happens and how are you going to balance? But I love that. I yeah. love it.
2: Yeah
0: it was really it's really powerful um and and what's funny right they are on movie number 9 now with with Shaw and uh, Hobbs
1: I know isn't and that awesome
0: you you wouldn't believe it right it's it's one of the longest trilogies well it's not a trilogy anymore but but a bit of continuation uh, sure marvel broke the record with 24 movies but with you know different stories coming together but you know continuing with one story uh star wars is you know they just got number nine approved or coming later this year i think but it was really it's really a nice job that they've been doing over there
1: and you know what's funny Mm -hmm. when when you look at the franchise as a whole yeah i love that some of the actors that they've had Mm-hmm. did not start out acting
0: yeah they didn't
1: <laughs> that absolutely blows my mind and it's just the, the the whole franchise has been such a huge success but some of the people on there were not did not start out as actors yeah and it just goes to show when you see something that you really want to go after go all in exactly go 100 percent all and i know when the rock you know first major transition when uh Ludacris was first trying to make his transition mm-hmm. yeah. you look back at Tyrese he started out singing on a commercial yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's so true that is very true and and um talk about actors the movie actors um some of the people that started out as background extras Brad Pitt
2: he's mm-hmm. one of
0: those guys right um, and what's really cool we're, we're just jumping into the next question and talking about so you know your favorite movie and, and the, the, how the actress grew through the movie timelines what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it so you get to pick a character in a movie that you get to play
3: Ooh,
1: so I, there's, oh my goodness, wow. So there's like two. Mm-hmm. One, I would say no to because I can't really sing. Okay. But that would be the story of Lena Horne.
0: Okay. Story and of her
1: journey mm-hmm. and her life. And then the other one would be, I think the other one would possibly be a toss up with either the story of Michelle Obama or the story of Dr. Maya Angelou only because I've, you know, we see like, again, the the progression Mm of where they came from, how much work they really put into, you know, really achieving their dreams and literally them achieving something that was beyond where they even thought they would go.
0: Yeah. It's amazing what the human mind can do.
3: Yeah. Truly, truly amazing.
0: Fantastic. All right. Last question. Who is your favorite superhero?
1: Uh, let's see. I am a superhero fan. But, let's see. I, I like Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have to say that my absolute favorite and, and this is a little probably a little weird, but Iron Man is my favorite. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, he's my favorite too. Oh my God, my my entire podcast journey question is based on, um, what he does in his movie, in his you know the first movie you see the journey you see how he's in a cave and he builds like the the building process is what what I'm really passionate about how things work and work together that's what I love about so awesome where can my audience find you I, you know there's one more question and this is this is where you, it's a very special question um, if you were a board game what would it be
3: Wow a board game so huh word game I would have to say
1: that I would be you know I would have to say I would be the game of clue, <laughs> the
0: game of clue. there you go nice
1: yeah I would have to say I'd be the game of clue I, I, there's been enough going on in my life that mm-hmm. you, know, you really don't know what's in that envelope <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so true. So true. So very powerful. Awesome. Well, Altavis, it was really awesome chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time. Where can my audience find you?
1: So you can connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram at World Voice League. Uh, on Facebook, if you put in hashtag World Voice League, you can come join our free Facebook group. Awesome. Love supporting um, people from all over the world. That's one of the things that we are really big on mm-hmm. is providing the world with an opportunity and a platform to have their voice heard. Yeah, And, you know, everything that we do outside of that is, you know, it's just icing on the cake. Yes. It is.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for your time. This was really lovely talking with you. Um. really wish you an awesome day and we'll connect again thank you so much for your time
1: Looks definitely
0: thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on hacks and hobbies we absolutely appreciate your contribution you can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guests today